0: Kate and Co PR would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that this podcast was recorded and produced on, the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples of the East Kulin Nations. We pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Welcome to the Press Office with Kate and Co PR, the podcast that gives you an exclusive and unfiltered look behind the scenes of the Australian media landscape and public relations industry. I'm your host, Marissa Jane, and if you are dreaming of a career in public relations, are an aspiring journalist, or simply just obsessed with all things digital and traditional media, then this is the podcast for you. So once again I would like to welcome founder and director of Caden Co PR, Kate Keen. Thanks Maris. I'm so happy to be here again. I'm so excited to be speaking to you today and one thing that I absolutely love and I know our listeners absolutely love is our quickfire questions in our podcast series. So each season we slightly vary these questions up and one that we have been asking over the past 19 episodes is what is your favourite PR event ever? So who better to ask than Kate as a huge pioneer in the Australian PR industry to reflect on some of your favourite PR events that Kate and Co-PR has been a part of over the last 12 months. I'm really excited for this episode and I'm really excited to chat to you. So I'm going to handball this straight to you, Kate, to chat through some of your PR highlights for the past 12 months.
1: Thanks, Maurice. This was such a hard task can i first just say selecting only a few was you know really tricky because we work on such amazing brand events client campaigns etc but i managed to narrow it down with some help from the team and we've we've got a handful here that i'd love to chat through so first cab off the rank is penfolds we hosted what was called Venture Beyond in August 2022, so last August. The event itself was the global brand thematic launch. It was hosted at Works in Sydney and we were essentially responsible for inviting the who's who of the celebrity world, including tastemakers and media. And, of course, we managed the media relations campaign for the event the space was incredible. I cannot really even describe it. It was designed by Riser, an incredible production and event creative company that we actually have worked with many, many years ago when we did some campaigns with Maya. But they designed the space and it was themed as space. That was the, the global brand thematic was, was the universe and space essentially. So the elements to the Room were just honestly incredible. There was a tasting room upon entry that was like the scene of a movie. Everything was just the epitome of what a luxury brand should be. They even had an astronaut hanging from the ceiling, kind of bouncing around. People were taking selfies. It was, it was a really wow moment in terms of the event itself. We had some amazing guests on the night, including Ray Vakerly, Laura Dundervick, Pip Edwards, Sarah Nick Davidson, Erin Holland, Natalie Rosa, Nadia Fairfax, and Charlotte Best. Charlotte um, was actually quite amazing. She deserves a really special shout out from us because she helped us at the eleventh hour when the Daily Tele called and said, you know, at four PM on, on a Wednesday, let's set up a photo to run in the paper can we set up tomorrow at 9am and it's 4pm so we have no talent no stylist no hair and makeup no location to shoot um so we called on charlotte who was happy to help we got our very dear friend donnie galella
0: we love donnie here yes we do (laughs) so
1: he he was happily um came on board and found us a beautiful red gown for her to wear we got hair and makeup and we're ready by 9am the next morning to shoot so This is the real behind-the-scenes stuff, I suppose, that, you know, you just don't hear about, which I think is, you know, can be really interesting, I suppose, for for some of our listeners. But, yeah, so we got that locked in. The pickup ran the next day and, yeah, it was amazing. Some other coverage we got was in Vogue, Broadsheet, Sydney Morning Herald, Man of Many, Rob Report and MSN. The event, um, just going back to the event, was really um, one of probably the the best events I've I've seen roll out in terms of the the creative concept. Uh, They had wines from all of their regions, so not just Australia, but France, America and China as well, and everyone got a taste of all the different wines. They had client liaison um, performing, which was really special. Everybody loves those guys, so that was fun.
0: I have to say client liaison, uh, some of like, they're just such fun performers. I have seen them live and we had them at Australian Turf Club as well at one of their events. And it was just so much fun.
1: We did too. They are fun. Funny story about client liaison, Maris, you'll love this. So our gorgeous account director, Sarah Yarwood, whose client, who she looks after Penfolds, at the end of the event. I don't know, I think it was 11 o'clock, maybe even midnight. We were back at the hotel at QT in Bondi. She had her jammies on, her face mask on. She'd ordered Uber Eats and she went downstairs to collect it and bumped into client liaison coming back from the party. So she was so embarrassed. But anyway, funny moment. We'll never let her live that down.
0: (laughs) I think it's even better that it's happened to Sarah too who is such a uh, put together person as well. <laughs>
1: Absolutely and she always is so it is it's it's a very funny story. So that was Penfolds. And look, Penfolds really does hold a special place in my heart because we have worked with them. It was one of my earlier clients in the agency and we have worked with them for the past two years, but there was a period of time where we weren't doing anything with them. And on that night, I managed to see um, the global head of PR, Ildi Island, who is a very old friend and colleague. And it was the first time I'd seen her in person in God knows how many years. It was really amazing. So all in all, it was such an amazing event to work on, campaign to manage, and and obviously you know party on with all the Penpods gang on the night.
0: What I love in particular about that story, not only was it an incredible event and I remember seeing it all over the media and over social media, but I think it really reigns true about how important it is to keeping connections in the industry. And I think one thing that I learned really early on in my career is to never burn bridges, whether it's with a client or an old employer, like it is so important and you never know when your paths will cross again.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It was such a joy working with her and with Penfolds. And Jess Minea deserves a shout out as well. She now runs the show while Elodie's managing everything global. And I know the team adore working with her. So it really says something when you work with brands that have the same values as you and that you really do get along with. It, it's such a joy.
0: Well, what a first incredible highlight. So what's next? I know. Next, we're jumping
1: from wine to beauty here. So in the same month last year, we had... A week of beauty events. It was such a huge week. We had uh, working with Vitality Brands who have, they actually have Cancer Council sunscreen, but that wasn't the one we we're working on this week. It was Epsom. So remember the old Epsom bath salts. They relaunched this product with a really fun aesthetic and tone of voice. And this particular week in in August last year, I think it was before the Penfolds event only it could have been the same week no maybe it was the week before but yes so we launched this it was a relaunch of this Epson brand in the same week we also had the runway room 10th anniversary event in Sydney also so it was back to back for the beauty team we worked really closely with Vitality to develop the creative concept for the event, and the the relaunch was really about showcasing that new tone of voice, the new aesthetic, and really showing consumers that it was a different product than than kind of what we remember. And in saying that, they really turned it into something that was quite um, on trend and and you know cool in inverted commas. <laughs> so it was you know it was quite a Change to what it had been previously. The event was broken down or the launch, I suppose, was broken down into um, three different events. So we had a staycation at the Ace Hotel. The Ace Hotel have baths right in the middle of some of their rooms. So it made sense to host, you know, our, our media and influencers at Ace. We had a breakfast at Chin Chin And then we had also had a dinner at Portino's. So each of those different events had different guest lists. So that was, you know, one kind of juggle, I suppose, in itself, making sure that we had the right people at the right events at the right time and checking in and what have you. Whilst, mind you, managing the guest list for the tenth anniversary of Runway Room the next day, so there was lots of guest lists running at once, lots of event prep. We didn't use an event agency for this; we we produced the event ourselves, so that was slightly different to the Penfolds event that we were just talking about. It was also a really new time for our team because we just not long before appointed our head of beauty and senior account director, Hannah O'Loughlin. So the beauty department was relatively new and the team were kind of grasping this, you know, what happens in the beauty world and meeting the beauty media. And it, it's, it's really a specialized space. And Hannah, you know, was new at like the back of her hand, but getting the team on board um, was part of this process. And so, I think it probably was one of the most stressful weeks that Ruby in our team had probably ever had um I'm sure she would attest to that (laughs) she started the the I think you know flying up that week she started the week by having to um, get an Uber to the print department our print company to pick up these flat pack boxes that were the gift boxes for all the guests. They weren't printed on time, couldn't be sent to Sydney. So she Ubered there on her way to the airport, nearly missed her flight, had to check in the boxes. You know, they weighed a ton. She had her luggage as well and everything else. So anyway, she gets to Sydney, lugs it all to the hotel, checks in, realises that the product hadn't arrived to fill the gift boxes with. So She and the team, I think Han had arrived by this point um, and the Epson team ran around all the Coles supermarkets (laughs) to get the product we required for the gift boxes and we ended up packing gift boxes on the floor at 11pm at Chin Chin the night before the event. I remember the conversations around having to go home putting fake tan on before the event's next day. It was really, look, really fun, really stressful as well but I think it was such good camaraderie as well for the team I mean you're in these jobs to and in these career paths to experience these types of things so yeah it was it was stressful but a lot of fun as well the event really or the events I mean there was three for Epson they really um, went off without a hitch and I think probably the biggest win out of the event. And this just actually goes to show how important getting people together and having conversations is. But. At the dinner, we had Lucinda Sabo, who's the head of marketing and innovation at Vitality Brands. She was sort of just casually chatting to guests around the product and, and the journey and, and how it had been on supermarket shelves for about a week or so, and how one particular product line had sold out. We had the gorgeous spec scan there from news.com.au, and she kind of picked up on this comment and anyway ended up developing this huge story that ran on line on news.com talking about the launch and the love of the product and how it had sold out etc which uh, in turn created more sales um, and new wholesale inquiries so it was a really amazing um, event which resulted in a really amazing piece of coverage and you know, there's so many products that are launched daily, they don't all end up with this huge piece on news.com.au. So, we're really thankful to Bex and, you know, and, and just having the event to have those conversations at where people could hear about, you know, the backstories and having those casual conversations that do lead into to coverage. So, an event we were really proud of and certainly a lot of fun and maybe a tiny bit of stress as well.
0: <laughs> that sounds like the coolest series of events and I think it's really interesting to note how not always events will correlate to direct coverage, but they create this space for really authentic and genuine conversations about, say, the product. And then also it's an association piece, like you've had this luxury series of events that now people associate with the Epson brand.
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, Maurice, like I said, there are so many product launches. You have to be able to stand out the media can't write about everything. So you have to think about how to stand out and how to get that attention and how to have that platform to have those conversations. So it was really, you know, fantastic that Vitality um, understood that and wanted to proceed with the events and, and, and the number of events, you know, like there was three. It was incredible.
0: And I just, before we go on to the next one, I have to say you're, your horror story of how stressful it is, which also, side note, everybody, PR is not as glamorous as it seems all the time, but it brings back vivid flashbacks for me from when we did the Harris Scarf showings and I was in the parking lot with Danny, Rachel and Maddie scoffing down a pizza because we had five minutes to ourselves and it was such a stressful and busy time but it also brings back the best memories we were laughing the whole way through it and it was really fun it was stressful but fun
1: there's something to be said about PR girls and pizza because I remember another story with Rach Wasn't she standing in the rain eating pizza after the showings once? Something like that.
0: (laughs) I think we're just so busy we forget to eat and then it's like, let's just get, you know, a carby, cheesy, glorious mess. (laughs) Yes,
1: delicious, delicious.
0: (laughs) Okay, let's get on to your next highlight. The next
1: is Melbourne Fashion Week. So that rolled out in October last year, soon coming up in October this year. Melbourne Fashion Week is, again, a long-term client of ours. Um, Obviously, throughout COVID, there was no Fashion Week. Um, We were so lucky to be part of the first Fashion Week post-COVID, which was actually in 2021. I have such fond memories of that event. In arid gardens, which is in the botanical gardens, it was it was incredible. It was the it felt so special to have a fashion event so soon. I suppose after COVID, um, it was outside obviously at that time, and but the fashion parade itself was amazing, and and everyone who was there felt really kind of special to be there at that time in our lives. But the one I'm chatting about is actually last year. So, and look, the the Melbourne Fashion Week campaigns are all the same. They are huge. They are a week-long campaign. Well, not even a week-long campaign. I mean, it's a months-long campaign, but a week-long event with multiple fashion parades. There's premium runways. There's different locations of premium runways. There's different themes. There's an art and cultural program. There's dining opportunities. There's so much that forms Melbourne Fashion Week. It's it's really such a huge um, event, and and ultimately then a huge campaign for us. But we love it. It's there's over a hundred events. So you know, with a hundred events and and multiple sponsors as well that we try to support. It, it's really probably one of the largest campaigns that we work on. I think the funnest part of Melbourne Fashion Week is actually the event itself, bringing together all of that work that that we've done in the lead up to that week and look, the team are on the ground at 6am managing breakfast weather crosses and photo opportunities and radio interviews. And last year was really special. We had Thelma Plum as our ambassador and we managed to get her onto the project, which is obviously such a huge win to get your talent onto um, such a great TV news program. So that was a highlight I know of the team. There was multiple front page, page three, pick stories in um, Metro newspapers. There was magazines like Harper's, Stellar, Vogue, Refinery29, Radio, like Nova, ABC. So, look, honestly, there is the list of media that we achieved is too long to even go through. But it's the week probably, as I said, that's the fun part in terms of, you know, managing the media pit where there's (laughs) 50-plus photographers and camera crews hustling for the best spot to shoot the runway there's the daily seating plans for the shows that are showing that night and those multiple shows and who's sitting where and has anyone dropped out and who how can we replace this spot and I'm fielding those daily requests for tickets and accreditation for different media that might want to attend there's sourcing all the designer looks for media shots at the 11th hour some some reason we always seem to be doing shoots at the 11th hour melbourne fashion week Penfolds doesn't matter what client it is we're pulling together stuff quick trips down to high street armadale sourcing you know what we need to for these pickups i remember last year man's amanda granger our one of our general managers editing a media alert at midnight because you know that's the time she got home and I had to go out the next morning and the team were doing other things and you know it was yeah it's it's a one of the biggest events a fashion any fashion week really that you work on is one of the biggest biggest events you can work on in PR. I remember one one fun moment last year that the team were really proud of. And that was inviting the cast of Heartbreak High to one of the runways. So it's our job to get the right people there. Okay. So we need to make sure we've got the right media there, the right talent, the right influencers, you know, who's sort of hot right now. They're, they're the types of people that we, we need to be front row. So the, the team invited the cast of Heartbreak High. Now, at the time, they didn't quite have that cult following that they do now. It was just on the precipice of that. And so they came, they wore incredible outfits. I don't know whether they were styled or they did their own, um, but they honestly looked so good. And it blew up on social media and, and in, in traditional media too, but it was a huge moment and really got that you know, great kind of attention onto Melbourne Fashion Week via pop culture essentially that we needed to get.
0: That was one of my favourite things about creating a guest list was finding those people that weren't on previous guest lists because they're just up and coming or they've just kind of made the big time or they've gone viral for whatever reason and going, no, you need to invite this person. They're the next big thing. Trust me. That was one of my favorite things to do.
1: I know. And you're like, <laughs> hoping and praying that they are the next big thing and that, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the, the the fun parts, I suppose, of, of pulling together those guest lists. Um, and I think, too, finding that person that is a representation of the brand that you're working with or, or your client, essentially, and, and Heartbreak High were just, yeah, the epitome of all things fashion. Yeah, so it was a really good get. We're really proud of that one.
0: And one more thing I wanted to add about Melbourne Fashion Week is that I think that it is just such a culturally significant event in Melbourne and especially because of what has been happening in the world. For example, it was a really important piece of the puzzle when Melbourne was opening up post-COVID to get people back to the city. And now there is such a discussion about what the economic landscape is, but it's like we want people investing in local designers, in local stores, in local places. And, again, that is just such an important part of that conversation.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, let's go into your next highlight. Thanks, Maurice.
1: So Moomba 2023, so that was March this year, Moomba, like Melbourne Fashion Week, is another one of those huge consumer facing events. Moomba attracts around 1.4 million people. It is Australia's biggest free community festival and it's held on the banks of the Yarra River. There's obviously the Moomba Parade, which we all know and love. There's the Birdman Rally. There's the Moomba Masters, which is the water sports competition. There's all the rides at the Moomba Carnival, there's over 60 performers and entertainers, there's the skate park program, there's the fireworks, there's the food trucks, there's nightly feature films. There's, it, honestly, it's, it's truly one of the most diverse kind of festivals or events in terms of what is on offer. So we've worked on Moonbar for a few years. It's one of the funnest in terms of that news media. So at Moonbar, particularly over the weekend, from that um, it started on Thursday this year, there was an extra day. So from the Thursday to the Monday basically you are on site managing media the whole time. There is news crew after news crew, there is photographer after photographer setting up shots. It's it's one of those really visual and I suppose attractive events for that traditional news media, that, that TV news and, and TV program really, because that includes Today Show and ABC News Breakfast. So it's I know the team love working on Moomba because of this. It gives you that opportunity that you don't often get with, with events. They're not always of interest to news media. So. A couple of anecdotes that I, that I remember and love from Moomba this year was getting Alan Rascal on the Moomba Ferris wheel. We had him on the teacup ride and the monster truck ride as well for his live crosses. So this is the fun part of Moomba, right? We get, they don't only come down, the reporters also get on the rides. We, we actually had Lord Mayor Sally Cap on the Thrill Seeker ride for a sunrise cross and she screamed the entire time I mean I can't believe she went on it good on her but it was yeah just yeah one of those it's, it's getting on the rides we had Jax down there one morning Jackie Grange our account manager she was down there she was rostered on for the early morning start, so she got there at 5:30 a.m. and she was managing today's show. And all of a sudden, ABC News Breakfast turned up. She didn't think they were coming, so she was running between live program to live program, taking the guests between ad breaks and hoping that they didn't cross over because it was live. There was no no pre-record. Um, so she managed it all by herself for a couple of hours. It was yeah, said it was stressful, but again, fun. Just you know managing which guests would happen next and running them across the course to the other other broad, live broadcast and, and then back again. And yeah, it, it was a real hustle for her that morning. And so next time we might have to roster two people on from that 5.30am start.
0: I don't think the girls will be too happy to hear that one.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. But yeah, it is. it is. It's the early mornings, right? And then it's not just that. It's all the way up until well they're not on site until midnight because media aren't necessarily but but the festival it's such a huge festival honestly like the team the events team on the ground are there and yeah it's full on.
0: I love all those creative ideas though that you had for the live crosses like getting the reporters onto the rides because I can just visualize that as say someone watching that from home and how visually interesting that would be.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. It's funny. It's, it's actually, um, the, the reporters want to do it as well because it just gives it that extra visual element that they need. We did try and get the photographers on the water as well, um, on the boats with the, the water sports. We always try and do that too, which is another keen interest, particularly of the Herald Sun. They love that really close up shot of the, you know, aerial water skier up in the, up in the air so yeah it it can be really creative and really interesting to set up these really different shots that you probably wouldn't be doing just through you know sort of different or or more normal campaign if you can call a campaign normal uh so yeah it's it's a lot of fun moomba's a lot of fun
0: it sounds like a lot of fun and i'm going to throw to you now for your next highlight is this your final highlight your final highlight (laughs)
1: It's my final highlight. I mean, like I said, there's been so many, but the last one is the LA showings. So we started international showings with New Zealand in 2022, and then this year thought, why wouldn't we go to the US? So we took our brands over to LA in May. I was hosting that showing and I was joined by the gorgeous Rachel Collister, who you interviewed a couple of weeks ago. She was our agency fashion guru who um, has living up her dream in New York. So she flew over from New York to help me with the showings. It was so, so nice to, to work closely with Rach for that one last time. Before she took her role in New York, I really always remember being able to do that with her. It was it was yeah really special. So we took over our fashion brands and lifestyle and beauty actually. So the whole the whole gamut. We took our brands over to LA. We um, took a suite at the Pendry Hotel in West Hollywood, and we essentially. Invited mostly influencers, not not media. It wasn't as relevant for media, so we invited a whole range of influencers to come and view the brands. Alex from Roden. Roden is an accessories and sunglasses brand, and Alex is the founder. and She came over with us, so it was it was Rach, Alex, and I, and it was it was a lot of fun. I remember the first day the nine am appointment didn't turn up more we like, "Oh no, what have we done the, you know no one's going to show, and then all of a sudden we had this massive rush between kind of ten thirty and I think it was one thirty and it was just yeah it was it was a rush in itself it was yeah so much fun and and we were at the end of few. it was it was okay everyone else turned up on the day but outside of outside of the showings itself it was just really interesting to be in LA i think like i actually haven't traveled internationally since covid so it was really fun to to be there and Rach and i as i said had an amazing week we went to the Chateau Marmont for dinner, of course. Why wouldn't you be doing that in LA? But apparently Rach tells me at the end of the night we were sitting next to Pedro Pascal, um, but I did not notice because I was so jet-lagged. So anyway, she was totally besotted the whole night and now I realise why she wasn't paying attention to my <laughs> conversation because he was right there, right there next to me. I did not even notice. It was very funny. Um, but yeah, so we had, we had a ball. We met amazing influencers. We learned a lot about the landscape in LA um, and the US. There was a lot of um, insights that we got from some of the, the people that we met that really were able to support our brands. You know, one example is there was a, a girl that had just moved back from Miami and she was talking about how Miami is such a really interesting place and really supportive place from an influencer perspective. And her followers grew by the tens of thousands in, in a short couple of months that she was in Miami. She said they really engage and support influencers there, which I thought was really interesting. And turns out Roden has a bit of a fan base in Miami. And so we've started doing a bit of work for Rodan in Miami in terms of who we can reach out to and, and perhaps being involved with Miami Swim Week. And yeah, so there was lots of really interesting insights around the influencer space, but also the wholesale space. So a lot of leads for some of our clients from a wholesale inquiry perspective and, and, Particularly, you know, we have Burke Street, the label, which is a very beautiful kind of on-trend dog accessories brand and LA is such a dog city. So they all loved it and there was a few wholesale inquiries that came off the back of that. So it was an interesting showing and very different to the one that we or the results that we, we get in the Australian market but definitely worth it. And then I think now our goal is New York next year and we've got Rach there so we will easily roll that out. But yeah, so that's our—that's probably my top picks, Maris. I would also like to give one other special event a mention, and that's the Loom Connection launch. So, for those that don't know, the Loom is an immersive gallery space spanning three thousand square meters with projections that are four stories high. It is honestly super impressive. So in June we launched the largest representation of First Nations art and culture ever assembled called Connection. So it was such a significant cultural moment in Melbourne. It was just prior to NADOC week and we were really, really proud to be part of it. Uh, Connection is actually still on at the loom, so if anyone wants to get down there, I'd highly encourage it. It's, yeah, it's an incredible experience.
0: I remember that launch too. And I've been to a few Loom exhibitions and it is just the most amazing space. And I'm really excited to get down there and see connections. So that will be on my to-do list for the upcoming weekends.
1: You'll love it, Marissa. It will bring a tear to your eye, I'm sure.
0: Oh, I'm very, very excited. Well, before we go, I firstly want to thank you so much for your time and I guess I'm just going to throw to you and see if there's anything upcoming that you want to flag or what you think your next highlights will be next time we have this conversation.
1: Yeah, the next couple of months are huge for us. We've got showings in Sydney coming up. We've got a beauty event for MX Skincare. We've got Penfold's Venture Beyond for 2023. We've got, oh my gosh, what have we got? Melbourne Fashion Week. We've got Penfold's at Melbourne Cup Carnival, we've got the Caulfield Cup Carnival, which we've just been appointed, Melbourne Racing Clubs, so that's a new exciting project for us. So, yeah, we've we've really got a lot on our plate, Maurice, but we're super excited. It's, spring is one of the busiest periods for PRs and, yeah, it, it's super exciting. I know the team are, are ready to, to get into all these fabulous events. And before I go, Maurice, I just also want to thank you so much for your amazing podcast hosting abilities we couldn't do the press office with Kate and Co PR without you and I really appreciate your support and yeah excellence in hosting so thank you.
0: Thank you. Well, I was going to thank you so much for letting me have this platform. It wouldn't exist without you, Kate. So thank you. Oh, thanks, Maris. Thank you for listening to The Press Office with Kate and Co PR. Please subscribe, rate and review via your favourite podcast app. And please give us a follow, like and share on Instagram at Kate Co PR.